Welcome to episode 110 of the Business Fabulous Podcast. And today we are talking all about reasons that you might not have enough customers. Stick around for the details. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses and I saved them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. Today, we're talking about all the reasons why you might not have enough customers right now and why COVID is not really the answer. You might want to take some notes. Get ready. A lot of people, especially now, especially during COVID times, so we are in November of 2021 when I'm recording this episode, and we are still in the midst of COVID. We are still in the midst of a global pandemic, and I am finding every single day more and more entrepreneurs and small business people who are blaming everything on COVID. Now, COVID's not great. I am not here to say that COVID is wonderful because it's not wonderful. However, COVID is not the reason for everything that might be wrong with your business right now. It just simply isn't. If you are relying on doing the same old, same old during a global pandemic, and expecting that everything is going to work just the same as it did before the global pandemic, it is unlikely, probably highly unlikely, that you're going to be happy. Because during COVID, we have seen a lot of things change. We've seen different products that we can't get anymore, or products that once we see them, we better get them right away because who knows when they'll be available again in that store. And the store might have had to raise the prices for that particular product because they have trouble getting it. So now they have to get it from a different distributor, which might have been a higher price. So they're going to have to pass the price along to you, us, the customers. They're not going to eat that price. If they keep eating all of the differences that they have to pay in shipping or whatever types of costs now, they're going to go out of business. So they've got to pass the prices along. They've got to pass that different margin that they have to pay. They've got to pass it along to their customers. That's us. So no matter what type of product program or service that you have, no matter what type of business you have, no matter what you're selling out there, you are probably being affected by COVID in some way. However, I honestly do not think that you can blame COVID for everything that's going on in your business. You just can't because COVID is not the reason that everything's going on. COVID might be one of the reasons, but it's not the only reason. And it absolutely positively 100% deep in the gut of my soul, I feel that it's not the reason why you do not have enough customers right now. So I have five reasons why you may not have enough customers right now. You might want to take some notes. And for those of you listening to the podcast, 
I actually have 10 reasons, but the five additional reasons are inside the Social Media Marketing Cafe. You can jump over to the cafe. You can go to bit.ly forward slash get the cafe, and you can have access to not only the behind the scenes of many of my episodes, but hours and hours and hours of additional valuable content that I have shared, plus dozens and dozens upon dozens of tutorials, of downloadable PDFs, of videos, of audios, everything to show you exactly what to do and how to do it if you want to grow your business today. So head over to bit.ly forward slash get the cafe, just like it sounds, all lowercase, and get yourself inside the social media marketing cafe and you can have access to all the goods. Okay, now let's go over those five points of the 10 total why you might not be getting enough customers right now. Are you taking notes? Here's number one. Number one is the price to value ratio. Now, let me explain this. Price and value are two completely different things. Most business owners think the price equals the value. Mm -mm. No, it doesn't. Especially not as far as your customer is concerned. And honestly, I mean, you're going to set whatever prices you need to. You have to have some sort of price. Otherwise, you're bartering, you know, a dozen eggs for a packet of something, right? So we're not bartering here. We're talking dollars and cents. So you have to pick some price. I get it. But price does not equal value. And just because you've got something for sale, that does not equal sales. Just because you've got a course, a program, a coffee mug, you know me, I'm all about coffee. Just because you've got a product, a program, a service for sale doesn't mean that anyone's going to buy it. Just because you've got a website doesn't mean that anyone's going to come there. And even if they go, it doesn't mean they're going to buy something. It definitely does not mean that they're going to buy something. It does not mean that you're going to make the sales. Price does not equal value. Price simply is price. Value is how valuable your customers think that thing is. It's their perceived value. You might know deep down in your soul that everything is so valuable that you're offering all of your products, your programs, your services. You know they're so valuable. You know they're way more valuable than the price you're giving. You're like, oh my God, this is so valuable. You're getting way more than fill in the price of whatever widget. You're getting way more than that value. Well, let me tell you something. The hard truth is, if the customer doesn't think so, you're not making the sale. What's not important is how valuable you think the thing is. That's what's not important. The only thing that matters is the value the perceived value that your customers, your clients, your prospects, what they think. That is what's most important. That's what's key. Their perceived value. If they think it's valuable, then you've got a sale. And if they don't, you don't. And that's the hard truth. So the price to value ratio is so key. Does your price equal the perceived value? 
That's very, very important. And you cannot possibly know that without knowing your target audience. And as you've probably heard me say a bazillion times before, the only way that you will know your target audience is by knowing your ideal client avatar. Okay, so price to value ratio, that's number one. Number two, know your competition. Now, it's very important to know your competition. And you know, you might want to say, oh, well, it's not my competitors, it's my colleagues, however you want to say it. Know the other people who sell similar things, or they might be literally the exact same products, programs, or services that you're selling, because maybe you're just one of the salespeople for that company. Or if you're you know, in an MLM or direct sales or network marketing company, if you're a salesperson for one of those, you literally are selling the exact same thing, but you're not because there's the only one you. So even though you might be selling the exact same protein powders, for example, you have a different way of selling them. And you can attach any value add that you want to to that product for your specific customers, for your target audience. And your target audience is different from someone else's target audience, even if you're both salespeople for the exact same company, because you have a different ICA. That is so, so important. So when people say you've got to know your comps, so I always think of real estate for that. So if you've ever bought a house before, your agent, your real estate agent will give you the comps. And what that means is he or she is going to give you the prices that comparable homes, the ones you're looking at, comparable homes have sold for. So let's say you're selling your house. You need to know the comps in the neighborhood. You need to know in real time, right? Like recently, what were similar homes. Obviously, it's not going to be exactly the same home. You think your home is the best. So whatever. It's not going to be exactly the same home, but a similar home. Same number of bedrooms, same number of bathrooms, same number of square feet, et cetera right? Same age, whatever. So similar homes have sold for in the same neighborhood or nearby neighborhoods in a recent amount of time. Okay. Let's say in the past six months or in the past year or whatever. So you've got to know the comps. Now, is that the exact same product? No, it's not. It's going to be a similar home. It's not exactly the same home. Nobody has exactly the same home as you, even if they've got the same plan right? The same, you know, building plan or whatever. You did some updates to your home that other people did, or other people did updates that you did not do, or your paint is different or whatever it is, right? You've got some different little bells and whistles on your home that other people do not have. So it's not exactly the same product. Even still, you have to know your comps. So you have to know your competition. Going back to point number two, you have to know what people who are doing the same kind of thing that you're doing, what they're charging. Now, there's a big caveat here. Warning. There's a big, hold on a minute. Bonnie has another thing to say about this. Even though I want you to know your competition, even though I want you to know what your competitors are doing, things they're making, the prices they're selling for the same kind of thing that you have got, even though that's all true, I'm also going to tell you it doesn't matter because they're not really your competition because you and they are two completely different people and you 
and they have two different target audiences because you and they have two different ICAs. So I think it's important to know what's going on. I think it's important to keep an eye on your competition, to know what your competitors or colleagues, however you want to say it, to know what they're doing. However, the flip side of that is it doesn't really matter because they're not really your competitors because you are an individual and you can provide things for your clients and your customers that nobody else can provide. Okay. So number two is know your competition and pay attention, but don't worry about it basically, but still, still know it. It is still valuable information, always valuable information to know your competition, to know what your competitors are up to. Okay. Number three is it goes along with number two. Number three, it's a little poem. Number three is your USP, your unique selling proposition. Your USP in everyday language is what makes you you. It's what makes you different. What's special about you? What do you do that's different from everyone else? What can you provide your audience that other people cannot? What is your unique position? What is different about you? Okay. So even when you're selling literally the exact same product, it's not even a different color. It's not even a different size. It literally is the exact same thing. You still have the unique selling proposition because you are the salesperson and not somebody else. Okay. So the USP is very key. Ooh, that's another little poem. So you have to know what makes you different. You really, it's so important. It is so important because you've got to be able to capitalize on those things every single time that you're going after a sale. All right. Number four, climate. Now, you have to know the climate. I don't mean the weather. I mean the economic climate. And that might be COVID or it might not be COVID. You have to know what's going on in the current economy locally, nationally, internationally, depending on who your customers are. You've got to know what's going on out there. And you need to not only pay attention to it, but it may require you to pivot in some way. So for example, let's talk about COVID. So COVID has affected all of us in at least one way, but it's probably affected all of us in multiple ways and probably in ways that we had not even anticipated. Like at first it was like, oh my God, I can't get toilet paper. Oh my God, they're out of paper towels. Holy moly, ravioli. I can't find hand sanitizer. At first it was things like that. And then we noticed that people were losing their jobs. And then we noticed that people were dying. And then we noticed that this thing was going on forever. I mean, that was when I look back at it the past 20 months or so that we've been in COVID. That's kind of what I think about. Like at first, nobody knew really what it meant. And I was in Orlando the last, the very last weekend before everything shut down, before everything shut down because of COVID. We didn't even know. I was at PodFest in Orlando. I was speaking at a podcasting conference. We didn't know if we could even get home. We weren't sure. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to freak out here. I mean, if I have to be stranded anywhere, being stranded in Orlando, let's face it, it's not the worst thing in the world. But I'm like, but all my stuff is in St. Louis. Like, I can't live here forever. And I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. And then I heard that one person, one, I heard that one person in the Orlando airport 
came down with COVID. And I thought, oh my God, I'm positive that was the person, that was the TSA person that I touched or that touched me or that touched my stuff or whatever. I was positive because, of course, we were completely irrational by that point because it was at the beginning and nobody knew what anything really meant. And I thought, oh, now I'm going to die from COVID because I went to Orlando. I mean, literally, that's how I was thinking at the time. I didn't know what any of this meant. This was obviously before there was a vaccine, right? So we didn't know what any of this would mean. So when I got back home, I got home fine. I didn't get COVID, all of that. It was, I was being completely irrational, but also I didn't understand COVID. I really didn't understand what it meant. And I didn't know how it would affect me, but I did know this. I did know that I had almost died. My body started shutting down not too long before that conference, like a year before that conference. And so I was like, I am not in any position to get sick again. I was very concerned about that. Anyway, so I digress. You have to know the economic climate. In other words, it's really important to know what's going on with your customers and what's going on in the world that may affect your customers. Let's say that you have a local business. You don't have any international sales and I don't know, for whatever reason, you don't have anything for sale that anybody outside of your city can buy. I have no idea why that would be a case. Just stay with me on this. So it doesn't necessarily matter to you what's happening in Italy. Well, hold on. You should still know what's happening in Italy because what's happening in another country can affect what happens in this country, which can in turn affect the people in your local environment. So it's really important to know what the economic climate is. It's very important to know so that you not only know what's happening today, but you can look forward so that you can predict into the future about how this may affect your clients moving forward and you can pivot as you need to. And you can have enough time to plan accordingly to pivot so that your business is not adversely affected and you can still fulfill all your orders and you can serve all of your clients and customers that you want to. Keeping track of the economic climate is absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial, okay? That was number four. Here we go with number five. Number five is screaming into the void. Now, that sounds weird. Let me explain. Screaming into the void means, when I say that, that means that you're posting on social media, for example, without knowing who your ICA and target audience are. It's like screaming into the void. You're screaming and you're screaming at the top of your lungs and nobody can hear you because you're talking to the wrong people. So they're not ever going to listen. It's when you post on social media, for example, or you join a networking group that is never going to be interested in what you have to sell because you have no idea who your target audience is. You join that networking group. So it's where you enter into an environment and you try to make sales, but of course, you're never going to make the sales that you want to there because you're in the wrong place. 
So screaming into the void means you're posting on social media with absolutely no plan and you have no idea who your ideal client avatar is, which means, of course, you have no idea who your target audience is, which means, of course, you have no idea if you're even posting on the right platform. And even if you do happen to look in to being on the right platform, you have no idea how to message and market because you have no idea who you should be messaging and marketing to, okay? So that's what I mean by screaming into the void. And I see entrepreneurs and small business owners doing this all day long. So if the posts that you're currently making on Instagram are not working, posting more times a day is not going to do anything except take up more time. It's not going to get you where you want to go because you're not getting anywhere doing what you're currently doing. So doing more of the same is just more of the wrong thing. I hope that makes sense. All right. So these five things are five very, very important things to keep in mind for why you might not be getting enough customers right now. And if you want some more help, feel free to reach out to me. You can always DM me on social media. I'm all over the place. You can also feel free to email me, listener at bonnielfrank.com. You can leave me a message on my SpeakPipe at speakpipe.com forward slash business fabulous. You can also go to my podcast page and right in the middle of the page is a bright orange button. That's the SpeakPipe button. Click it, talk into whatever device you happen to see that button on and leave me up to a 90 second voicemail message and I will leave you a message back. I love hearing your voices. I love hearing the voices of my listeners. If you would like to chat with me on the phone for 20 to 30 minutes about your business, feel free to sign up for a free chat. You can head over to bit.ly forward slash talk to Bonnie. So that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash talk to Bonnie. Just like it sounds, all lowercase. B-O-N-N-I-E is how I spell my name. So that link has three different types of free chats that you can sign up for. Feel free to pick the one that is great for you. Everybody in the world gets two chats a year. Yes, I really do keep track. And I definitely look forward to talking with you and to helping you grow your business to fabulous. Thanks so much for being here. I love you. We'll talk soon.